Welcome to Running's Lessons for Life, a podcast series in which we delve into the stories of well-known South African athletes and their most memorable races. I'm Pippa Hudson, and over the next few weeks, I'll be talking to some of our top long-distance runners about the races they won, the races they lost, and the races they still haven't managed to finish. We've asked each of our participating athletes to choose one race that taught them some of their greatest lessons in sport and in life. We hope you enjoy listening to their stories. Our first guest is a woman who needs very little introduction because her name is well known even outside running circles. Gerd Estein is a 33-year-old quantity surveyor and one of this country's most accomplished marathon and ultramarathon runners. Among her many achievements, she's the first woman ever to have completed the Comrades Up run in under six hours. That's a record she set in 2019. She also holds the current ladies' South African marathon record. She set that in Italy in 2021 with a time of 2 hours, 25 minutes and 28 seconds. But it's on the Two Oceans Marathon that she has really stamped an indelible mark, winning the event for the first time in 2018 and going on to win the next two races as well in 2019 and again the post-COVID race in 2022, where she obliterated the women's race record by almost a full minute. Let's take a listen to her story. I know you weren't one of those athletes who was running from childhood and breaking records in your school days already. I believe you actually only got into running for the first time during a stint working overseas. Is that correct? That is correct, yes. As a child growing up, um, I guess sport was always a part of my daily life. Um, I've always enjoyed the outdoors. I've always been sort of in an active environment. I grew up on a farm, so outdoors was sort of just the order of the day. But um, uh, Competitive sport or making sport, my profession was certainly never on the radar as a child. So it's, it's a new new road that my life took. It's a new path that I'm on and just enjoying every moment of it. What an amazing story. I mean, I know you were living in Dubai and I believe you joined a running club just to try and meet people and make some friends. How quickly did you realize that you were actually really good at it? Yes, I didn't realize it so suddenly. I didn't realize it in the beginning. For me, it was just almost a new thing. I got into running. I I got to learn more about um, specific training, structured training. Uh, But it was more the newly made friends that I I had then that actually saw something in me. And they realized that my improvement was just so much faster than what they've experienced from their own experiences. Mm. And so... I just almost just went on what they told me and they they said that this is not quite normal. Um, My improvement Mm -hmm. is going rapidly. And um, for me, it was just such an adventure and it still is because I'm very fortunate that um, almost since the start, it's always just been an uphill curve and um, seeing how, what, what else I can do, what, what, how how much further I can go, if I can go maybe a little bit faster. Um, so it's just all exploring and that's how it was from the beginning. So it is really, it's, it's an amazing journey that I'm on and, and yeah, just feeling very, very fortunate with it. Amazing. I mean, you've had so many successes. I know it's hard to choose a race that stands out, but when I said to you, let's discuss a race that taught you something or that you learned particular lessons from, you said straight away, Two Oceans Marathon. Let's talk about what was different from one to the next. Um, so, I mean, listeners will know that you won three consecutive marathons. Obviously, there was a break for COVID in the middle of that. But uh, first time anybody had had a hat trick of back-to-back runs in more than two decades. And you set a new record in the process. 
Talk to us about what Two Oceans has meant to you and what was different about those runs. Two Oceans is really, it is such a special race in my in my calendar every year, but in the whole of my career, um, I feel like Two Oceans is really the one constant that I've had throughout my career. Um, I've tried many sort of different races and distances, but Two Oceans has really been a constant for me throughout the years. Um, when I've won Comrade Two Oceans the first time in 2018, it really, it opened so many doors for me. And mm. to be honest with you, it was the first time that I really started believing in myself. Um, I started believing that actually maybe I can make something really good out of my career. Maybe I can be destined to be a winner. Maybe I can mm. win other races. Maybe I can aim a little bit higher. It also opened doors for me for international races. Yeah. Um, because of the the spectators and the and the interest that it has around the world, so for that I will always be thankful for Two Oceans, and therefore it will always have a very special place in my heart. Okay, now the later races, uh, as you said, I mean obviously your self belief growing, your training regime getting more and more refined, and I know you are renowned for being somebody who trains really hard and plans really hard so you go into a race not just physically fit but mentally ready for the route ahead still to go in having one previously comes with its own set of pressures Gata what was it like to then line up again as the the defending champion and and feel did you feel that extra level of pressure it is absolutely right coming into a race um, being the defending champion does come with an extra amount of pressure and of course, you don't want to give up your your spot on the podium once mm. you've um, had the first space. But um, it also just sort of it it only motivated me to be to be honest with you. Even from 2018 to 2019, which was the second yeah when I returned as the defending champion, yeah. I knew I was in better shape. I knew that I I could see in my training that there's been good improvements. My body was getting a little bit stronger. I got a little bit more experience with doing other races. So I never really felt the pressure bringing me down. Um, it came also with a lot of support, which was very new and very, very special to me. So with that pressure, it always just felt to me that if someone puts pressure on me, it's just because they want to see me win again. Mm-hmm. And that really motivated me. I was very fortunate again then to come back in 2019 and, and again take the first place. But each of the races, they all have their own special meaning. I know it's been a hat trick now three in a row, but yeah. every race is special in its own way, which is very, it also, it, it's it's hard to explain it because it's the same route. It's the same time of year. It, you, you sort of go through the same training regime, but yeah. even so, it all comes with its own special twist and turn. You know, each of them is unique in their own way. Yeah. What about the feeling of lining up at the start in 2022? Two-year gap because of COVID, difficult training conditions for everybody, you, you know, restrictions on where you could travel, your ability to compete internationally would have been constrained. And here you are back at the, at the start line in 2022, about to run this race again. How, how special or different was that event for you? Oh, 2022 again it brings back so many memories when I when I only just when I talk about it now I think first of all it was just such a celebration of having the race back mm-hmm. we were all lined up there excited like uh, kindergarten because um, we had the race back after two years hiatus and um, that alone was enough reason to motivate me I mean we all got used to having only very few opportunities and yeah. you had to really just make the most out of the opportunity 
that um, that comes to light. So that in that spirit, I lined up for the 2022 race. Very excited and just as a celebration of running, being back and seeing everyone uh, back together on the roads, the one that we love so much. Hmm. So um, in 2022, also what made that different for me, I made quite a few changes in my team, in my sponsors. So from a personal level, it also meant a lot to me. It felt like it was almost like a catalyst because um, it just brought me back and it gave me that reassurance that if I stick to to what I believe in and what I what I know I can do, it doesn't really matter. Changes will come and go, but um, I can still um, run at my best and perform well, even when things are different and new. And even when things are difficult, because Gada, I know from having read previous interviews that you actually hit quite a rough patch during that race in 2022. I think it was at the bottom of Chappies. You really had to dig very, very deep to push through and keep yourself going. Do you think everything you'd been through and everything everybody had been through through COVID, the resilience we had to develop for that, do you think that helped push you through that rough spot? Absolutely, yes. I think that added resilience certainly helped me through that rough spot. I mean, there was a stage in the race where I really, I couldn't really see myself uh, finishing it in any good way um I wasn't leading I was in fourth position at the time fourth female position at the time and I still had to climb the last big hill which is Constantia Neck and um I was just feeling really rough and (laughs) almost blurry vision and really in a rough way and I just said to myself listen the race is not over until it's over after all that you've been through you're here now you've you're this far into the race there's so many people out there screaming my name on the road. Mm-hmm. No, I know there's so many people watching it on live television, really wanting me to succeed and, and almost bring that sort of hope back, you know, that yeah. everything is back and, and we, can, we, can, we can celebrate it again, like I said. So it really motivated me. I just um, reminded myself to put one foot in front of the other and do whatever I can to recover. And I got to the top of the second hill and I actually did. I felt really good again. I recovered and I just knew that those last six kilometers, I had to make the most of it. And I started reeling in the ladies in front of me until two kilometers from the finish line where where I got into the leading position again. That moment of stepping onto the grass, into the finishing straight, I saw the clock. And for the first time, I realized, actually, I'm within a record time. And I will never forget that moment. The runners who's listening will all know Bruce Fordyce. And about 100 meters from the finish line, I saw Bruce Fordyce (laughs) cheering on the side of the road. And he was screaming my name. And it was a moment in my life that I'll never forget. Again, it just sort of, it gave me such a personal, um, it, it was such a personal, meaningful race to me. I think I'll never forget it in my entire life. And nobody who was watching is going to forget that moment in a hurry either. Having said that, how much does the record mean? I mean, women's running in particular is improving and the records just keep on falling as training gets tougher. And uh, I don't know what it is that, that you women are doing, but the, the performance level gets gets better and better every year. How, how long do you think that record's going to stand and how will it feel? I mean, do you want to keep on pushing to try and break it yourself or, or do, you, do you expect somebody else to do so? I know people say a lot of times records, you know, you have to go for the win. A record yeah. is borrowed. Winning a race is something that is forever, but Records are borrowed. So I feel like I'm borrowing the record. And the, the previous record was held by one of my biggest idols, uh, Fred van der Merwe, and stood for almost 30 years. And I feel like 
There's so much. A record was so impressive mm. that after 30 years, no one was able to get to it. And I've, I do think that nowadays uh, we've got a, a broad knowledge of how to train for a specific distance, for a specific race. Uh, we've got so much help out there. Technology has made it easier for us to, to learn what works for other athletes and what we can apply to our own uh, regimes, our own training structures. Uh, so I do think still I've got so much respect for, for Fritz's record mm. that stood so many years. But it is true. We can see women's running across the board is improving rapidly. And uh, that's why we can see it also in the ultramarathons now. And I do want to go after the record again. Mm. Um, I would love to, to take some more time off, especially on a race that where I don't go through such a rough like I did last yeah. year but uh, again you can't try and go for a record and then sacrifice your race and making mistakes early on so it has to all come together on the day the weather has to be right everything has to be right so um Hopefully I get a chance to go after that record again. Fingers crossed. You mentioned the role technology played in it has played in, in making training improvements possible. The one thing technology has also done is made it possible for people like you to share what you do on a much wider platform. And Khada, I had a look at your, your own Facebook page. And I mean, you're sharing advice there. You're sharing clips of your running. And it's just clear you take so much joy in the sport, despite the hard work that goes with it and everything it requires of you to give. It, it seems very obvious that, that you still absolutely love the sport and that it's given a lot to you. What would you say in closing is the thing that running has taught you the most about yourself that you appreciate? I think in line with what you said, the one thing that stands out for me in running is you have to have the joy for it. You have to love what you do. Running is tough. It's a tough sport. It it takes really a lot out of you and it takes all of you. And um, if you don't have that, deep passion for it, it's going to be difficult to keep it going. So for me, it is all about, you know, really finding the joy in it and also making it into, into more than just about me. Everything I know about running, I've learned from someone. Someone has given me some advice along the line, whether it was a friend or a coach or a teammate or anyone. I've learned what I know. And for me to keep it to myself, it just doesn't feel right. So I love sharing it and I encourage other people to share what they learn about running because running is a solo sport. We all we all stand on the start line as an individual. We don't, yeah, we, we, we're not in a team as in hockey or football. So, but still, even though it's a solo sport, we all work towards the same goal. We all want to cross that finish line regardless of the time time targets we've got. We, the, the road is the same for everyone. So why not share it and just make it more enjoyable for yourself and for everyone around you? What a wonderful interview, Gata. Thank you so much for making time to speak to me today. And uh, we'll all be cheering you on at the start line in uh, not too many weeks from now. Thank you so much. I cannot wait to be back in the mother city. Uh, it's the most beautiful ultramarathon in the world. So I will see you all there. Thank you for tuning in for Running's Lessons for Life. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share the link with your friends and family and encourage them to listen as well. Who knows, perhaps a future Comrades champion is out there right now in need of a bit of encouragement and inspiration. Tune in again next week for another edition of Running's Lessons for Life. Bye for now.